Hello and welcome to the DSO Connect podcast. I'm Casey. I am Robin. How's it going, Robin? What's happening? It's good. It's good. My son and his girlfriend came to visit us in Florida. So we spent the whole weekend just, you know, restaurants and beaches and shopping and just laughing and being in the pool. And it was a very easy, it was a very easy weekend to keep going in the sense of conversation. Nice. You know how sometimes you hang out with people and you're just exhausted from trying to keep the conversation going? Yes. It it was not the case. It was, it was just, I, it was, it, it was just wonderful. And, um, it was so wonderful that they were supposed to leave today and Bella was, or I'm sorry, my son's girlfriend, her name is Bella, but, um, she said, uh, can we stay another day? And I was like, if you go on Southwest.com and if you figure it out, then you can stay another day. But I don't feel like it, but you're welcome to. I just don't feel, I I booked the original flight. So she's like, it's only going to cost $9 and we can stay two more days. And I was like, okay. The other thing is that I need to work. Like, like this was a party weekend. We had a great time, but starting Monday, it's like, I'm getting up, I'm going to the gym. I'm going to work. Everyone needs to leave the house while I make a podcast. And she was like, it's okay. I just want to lay by the pool. So it's perfect. Cute. Oh, I love that. I yeah. also had a delightful weekend. I um, took my entire staff and their plus ones to see the Lion King on Saturday. I got everybody two tickets yeah. to the Lion King for Christmas. And oh. so we all went, it was 14 of us. Um, I only have six staff this year. And it was really lovely. It was so fun. And theater? Um, the Altria Theater, which is like a big historic theater. It seats like 3,000. Oh. Um, yeah, it's beautiful. It's absolutely gorgeous. So it was really, really lovely. And then I had a staff meeting yesterday on Sunday. So I had like staff engagement things two days in a row. And, um, and it went really, really well. Our staff meeting was like... I, I had originally planned to go over the curriculum, but we had so many other things to go over because I had to cancel my last staff meeting. So we had to talk about recital and summer schedule and fall schedule and you know student placement and all the things. And so that took up all three hours of our staff meeting. And um, but it went really well. Everyone wow. was everyone was super engaged. Everyone was like, it seemed interested in it and involved and excited to be there for the meeting. So it went really well. I was very pleased. So it was nice to, nice to have everybody together two days in a row, just to, to socialize one day. Good energy. Very good energy. Very good energy. Yes. It was, it was lovely. So is your new roommate also on your team? She is not. She is a former student, um, but she's not on my team, but she did come to Lion King because one of my staff couldn't find a plus one. Her husband wasn't able to come and she doesn't really have many friends in the area. So she was like, I have an extra ticket. And I was like, Charlotte, you want to come? And she was like, yes, I do. (laughs) And she's actually really good friends with one of my other team members who also used to be a student. They were students at the same time. And now Morgan teaches for me and Charlotte is my roommate. And so they came together and yeah, anyway, it was great. It was great. And my, my new girlfriend came. And so all my people got to meet her. So that was really fun. So that's going well, huh? Yeah, it is. She's great. We're, we're doing awesome. I'm so glad 
to hear that. I mean, it's always hard when you have a breakup and your whole life changes. And, um, you know, I always think when I see other people going through it, I'm like, you know, it's going to be a matter of months and they're going to be like on the other side of this and living their best life. You just have to get through that tough part. But yeah, you went pretty quickly to the good part, right? Uh, it was like six months or so of, of, of not great parts, I guess. But I think I wasn't really looking for anything serious at the time. Like I was just kind of dating to stay busy. (laughs) And, um, and then Mm. I met, and then I met Margie and I was like, oh no, I really like this person. (laughs) I'm really happy about that. Thank you. Me too. We are two peas in a pod and get along really great and it's going really well. I'm, I'm really happy. So does she like the arts? Did she, was she excited to go to the Lion King? She was. was We've okay. So we've already gone to, we went to see the Richmond ballet do Romeo and Juliet. We saw a local production of a Mardi Gras event that had like a bunch of local dance companies performing and we saw the Lion King together. So we've already done a bunch of performing arts stuff already and she's into it. She's like, yes, show me your world. I want to know all about it. And because she's a scientist, she's a she's a fish biologist. So that's um, great. Yeah. So she's very interested in learning about the arts. What does she turn you on to? Um, well, uh, you know, like aquariums and stuff, um, you know, different kinds of fish. She's, she's really nerds out about fish. It's so cute. (laughs) Oh, so what are we going to talk about today? Yeah. So today we're going to talk about, um, some strategies or tips to talk to parents and have difficult conversations. And we're going to talk about specific instances that, that we've each gone through recently. Um, so Robin, I know that you had casting was published recently for your musical, right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that went pretty well, Mm -hmm. but of course there's always a handful or maybe just a couple of parents who are displeased with their with their kids role. So I know you had one, one instance of that. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah. So before we do, um, I mean, the whole reason that we decided to talk about this is because if I've been noticing in the message boards in the big dance studio owner and the big teacher groups that it seems like there's this, um, influx or this, um, rash of, studio owners and teachers kind of venting about this very problem right now. And I know we've talked about it before on the podcast, but clearly it's the, it's the kind of thing that, you know, bubbles forth every, every so often. And I find that it's usually this time of year too. Like people are just, I don't know, like they, if, if you look, it's like, where's the end of the tunnel? Mm-hmm. Like people feel like they've been working for a long time to get to that spring concert or, or whatever it is. And people are maybe like getting stir crazy because it's Northeast weather or I don't know. It just seems like this seems to be the year that people go a little crazy. And the only reason I notice it is because for the last three years, I've been in Florida this time of year. And I have memories of like pacing around my pool, mm-hmm. talking with my team on my phone or talking with a parent about some ridiculous drama. And I can even recall it now, like, oh my God, remember last year it was so-and-so? And I'm like, yeah, that seemed so dramatic at the time, but really it was such a simple thing. 
Right. Like if you, if you can step away from the actual drama and find out and figure out like, what is this parent really upset about? You know what I mean? And that's sometimes really hard to drill down on if you're caught up in the emotion and as studio right. owners, we take it personally when anyone um, challenges our decision or criticizes our program in any way, mm-hmm. we immediately feel like a little like stab in the heart or a punch in the gut. And it's hard to look at it from um, in an objective. Right. Case. Right. So I would say the first thing um, I try to do is step outside of the whole situation and try to boil it down to what is the real issue here? Mm-hmm. Like, is it really that she doesn't um, like the costume or is it that the mom and the child are going through some body image issues that she didn't bring up in the email, but the costume isn't flattering or is making some sort of behind the scenes drama at home? Like, what is the real nugget here? Um, so and one way that I like to try to do that is I like to talk to different people about it, right. that like in, within your team or like through DSO Connect, our community, it's usually really helpful to just kind of strip away the emotion and get to the nugget. Yeah, definitely getting some outside perspective on this situation is very, very helpful, especially when you are so in it and you are, you, you know, we tend to have our own emotions about the situation. So getting an outside perspective is really important. Yeah. And then even just sleeping on it, which I which is very hard for me because I'm very reactive and I'm very impulsive and very emotional. And I want to just call somebody and be like, well, let me tell you. (laughs) And that's the, that's what we need to resist and just um, sleep on it, put it aside for a minute, because often in the morning, the issue is a little bit it just doesn't seem as bad. Yesterday, something dramatic happened and we were at the beach and I had a couple glasses of wine. And when we came home, I won't get into all the details, but when we came home, there was a message on the phone about something at the studio. And I got so emotional about it. And it's a good thing I didn't react when I did, because this morning when I woke up, I was like, oh, you know what? this part of this situation is like, this is not what's bothering me. What's really bothering me is this. And I was able to kind of dissect the whole thing that happened and say, you know what, this is your personal business, but I really have an issue with this part. And, you know, just think more clearly and pass it around. So that's really important if you can do that. Um, The other thing is to remember that you are a business owner and, and I'm, you know, a lot of young studio owners have a hard time with this because like they just want to come back and I'll tell you, and I'll put your, put you in your place. And who do you think you are? And this is my studio. And, and I remember feeling like that. I, I still feel that way, but we can't, or sometimes it's the opposite where you're so terrified to lose a customer that you automatically acquiesce to, whatever their demands or priorities are. And you adjust your own decisions. You adjust your own policies to, to suit the needs or desires of one of your customers. I definitely have done that in my early days. 
Yes. And I found myself doing that um, during 2020 Mm. because we were losing people. And I was like, you know what? All these kids are like really stressed out and we'll just bend the rule, bend the rule, bend the rule. And then next thing you know, the rule is bent and everyone's like, and then everyone's going down the slide. (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) So, yeah. So there's two different things. So I think it's really important that we remember that we are the professionals Mm -hmm. in the room and moms are going to be emotional about their children. And when, when their children are upset or disappointed um, and they're ranting in the car on the way home from the studio, the mom is going to buy into that energy. Some, some moms do, some moms are, you know, able to say, look, I know she's venting. I know this is going to pass. I know this is drama, but some moms get caught up in it. And as soon as they get home, they're like keyboard warriors sending you some hot heated message when they only have had one side of the story. And the worst thing that we can do as studio owners is to come back with that same emotional hurricane of words, right? So let's let the energy kind of die down. Let, and a lot of times if you wait till the next day, that mom um, has calmed down. She has might also calmed be, down. Right. She yeah. might even send you another email to say, Oh, sorry. <laughs> I wish I could suck that one back. Yeah. So we had a situation recently, we just released casting for our musical and, um, we have a, um, a new artistic director who is actually a part of DSO connect. And she's kind of, um, m- moving away from her studio in New York and trying to start a life down here in Pennsylvania. And I've talked about her before. Her name is Brett and she's fantastic. And so she comes with a whole lot of musical experience. And, um, but because she's nurtured her students in New York for so long, she brought three of them down for the musicals. We did one last year and this is our second one. Um, And they played like the anchor roles in the musicals. And it was really beneficial because the musicals are new to my studio and we want to um, set a high standard and attract kids in our community who are very good at musical theater, not just the ones that want to learn musical theater. We want to mm-hmm. attract the ones that are already good because we want to have the best musical theater program that we can. Right. 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 So we, basically we in-house, we call them ringers, but um, you know, so we brought in some ringers to just set a high standard. And last year, when we did Annie, it was fantastic. They were amazing. So we did it again this year and I have it in all my, that's the other thing. We always try to make sure we have everything up front. Like before the kids sign up, they know there will be this mentor program where the kids from New York who are Brett's students are going to come and mentor our students and show them the ropes and, and guide them into the, this position because this is their senior year. So this will be the last one. Anyway, so the, the kid who got like the next most significant role under these mentors, I get an email from that kid's pet mom. Mm. And, you know, just letting me know that she is going to continue with the show. However, she's got a lot of things to consider for next time if our casting is always going to neglect the people in our community and always favor the kids from New York. Mm. And so she did that thing where she was like, I'm just warning you. Like, right. We're going to stick around this time, but you better change for next year or else right. we get some thinking to do. And I, I, I got real emotional about it at first. And um, I decided to take a breath, think about it, whatever. And I, 
I always start an email with, um, thank you for your e- thank you for sharing your thoughts or thank you for this right. email. And I'm almost like throwing up in my mouth when I write that <laughs> because I really do not appreciate it. <laughs> I appreciate, but I, you know what I do appreciate? I appreciate that they came to me mm-hmm. and didn't stand in the parking lot and run and their mouth, run their mouth about it and gossip about it and all that and spread the so negativity I, to other parents. And yeah. Yeah. Right. So I think I say, I appreciate the opportunity to address your concerns because if I don't have, if you don't come to me, then you just continue to cycle your version of what this is. Um, so thank you for giving me the opportunity to address your concerns. And then I kind of went through, I, I made, I've, reminded her how well it went the last time when we did this. And I reminded her that all of this was made known up front. Like everybody, it was, right. it's not a surprise. It's not a surprise. And then I also pointed out that, you know, her child is 12. There's plenty and of time. I said, would you, if your child was cast in the lead, would you possibly be emailing me saying, I think we've outgrown this program and this will be our last show with you. We're going to a different musical theater program where the, the ki- the, there's 18 and 19 year old kids who are, you know, because even with our placement in the studio, the parents want the kids to be in the mo- more advanced class so they can be influenced and pushed by the older kids, right? Mm-hmm. So here we are presenting the situation where your child is going to be influenced and pushed by these older kids. Embrace that, right? right? Learn from them. So I went through all of that. And then of course, um, the the complimentary sandwich, always start with the thank you uh, for making making my day difficult with this. <laughs> Thank you for giving me the opportunity to address your concerns, then address the concerns mm-hmm. in a way that's not emotional and don't say anything that is going to trigger them to be like, well, I got a response for that. Like right. just take all of that emotion out and you might need to type it and then go back and reword it as good as it feels to be a little sassy and be like, well, you should have known if you would have read the the information before you signed up and, you know, take all that out, like just Mm -hmm. keep it to the point where there's nothing, there's no comebacks, right? There's no, like, well, he said, it's none of that. And then end with a, um, I'm looking forward to rainbows and unicorns with you moving forward in this project. You know what I mean? And yeah. yeah. And compliment the child. Mm -hmm. I'm so proud of your child for the role that they got. Yeah. It's exciting. And it's a big deal. Yeah. So that's kind of how I approach it. Um, And I sent that back to her and she never replied. So I (laughs) assume that she got the message. And then the one other thing I'll say about that is this is another thing that this particular mom likes to do. And I've had it done to me before is when a mom will say, I'm not the only one who feels this way. And oh, others, ha- others have come to me and they all agree. And, you know, and so I, I even talked with my team and I was like, should I go on Facebook into the, the musical group and just like preemptively post a version of this email to her that I wrote to her, but not like, like just generalize it for everyone. 
And we decided not to do that because I'm, I don't know if other people feel that way or not. And right. if they do, they can reach out to me directly. Right. And if they don't, you don't need to give them any ideas. <laughs> exactly. And if other people did talk to this mom, then I know this mom is going to share my response with mm-hmm. them. So it'll be shared with the ones who had the issues and the ones who didn't have the issues or didn't say anything. Why make waves? Exactly. Yes. Well, now you sounds like, sounds like yeah. you handled that very well though. I hope, I mean, hopefully no news is good news. And right. Yeah. But she probably just thought, well, there's no possible way I can respond to that email and still get what I want. So I'm just not going to respond. <laughs> yeah. 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 Hopefully. Hopefully. So what happened with you recently? Something. So mine was actually more of a student issue and less of a parent issue. I had um, two of my teen dancers come to me and they mentioned that um, they were having some friction with another dancer in a different level that they have a a couple combined classes with. And that this other dancer is um, just very negative and like constantly saying negative things about herself. Um, And so, and that it's so egregious that it is affecting the other people in the room. And I've had instructors come to me about it as well and say that it's really just like bringing down the energy of, of the class every time she's, every time they're teaching her, um, you know, I've got one teacher who teaches three classes with this student and she's kind of at her wits end. And, um, then there was also an issue of, she posted a video on social media using one of my studios as a backdrop like a green screen backdrop. And it was basically like a, um, she intended it to be a parody of a dance teacher where, you know, the teacher was just kind of like giving sassy corrections and being a little bit strict and harsh. And that's not our vibe at all at our studio. Like not even a little bit. We're very warm and nurturing and, you know, like it's just not our vibe. And so, I didn't see the video, but they brought it to my attention that it made them feel uncomfortable because it looked poorly on, on my studio that she was doing this because everybody knows where she dances, you know? Um, so I contacted her mom and this student is 18. So it is also difficult that, you know, I, you know, I could just talk directly to the student, but I wanted to involve the parent as well. So I, I, I emailed the mom and said, Hey, just want to have a meeting with you and your, and your dancer about, um, a couple of things that have been brought to my attention. Um, and in general, her goals at the, her dance goals and her progress and all of this and that. So mom and dancer came in and the mom did not tell the dancer. And I, I loved this. The mom did not tell the dancer that she was coming in for this meeting. It was after, it was directly after her ballet class, her last class of the evening. And she came out and was like, mom, what are you, what are you doing here? And she's like, oh, 
Miss Casey, just, you know, it's fine. I was like, come on into my office. And she was like, what? So I didn't, (laughs) I didn't want to like jump, you know, like surprise her with this, but I also didn't want her to be anxious and thinking about it all week. So it was kind of sprung on her a little bit. Um, She also, you know, struggles with a lot of anxiety. So she was like very nervous throughout the meeting, but I, I had to very delicately um, let her know that her negative comments about herself and her own capabilities, even though she's just talking about herself, they do, it does impact the people, the other people in the room and that, you know, she has an amazing work ethic and is always striving to be the best dancer that she can be and to really push herself Um, which is great. And we love that for her. We love that about her, but the negativity is really dragging down the energy in the room. And she was very apologetic and, you know, very much like, Oh, I didn't, I didn't mean to, I I would never say anything about anybody else. I'm like, yeah, I, I know, I know that you would never say anything negative about another student. However, when you do a double pirouette and then are hard on yourself for not nailing a triple or a quad, how does it make the other dancers in the room feel when they're only pulling off a single? And she was like, oh, (laughs) like it had just never occurred to her whatsoever. And the mom was in the meeting as well, but she mostly served as translator, which was really, really helpful. She kind of listened to what I had to say and then sort of rephrased my words in a way that she knew her daughter would better understand. And she was totally on my side about it. She was not combative at all. And it went really, really well. Um, And when we talked about the video that she had posted, she was again, very apologetic and it was very clear from a viewer's perspective, or at least from my perspective, which teacher she was parroting. Um, and it it's, she used direct, direct quotes from this teacher, but with a totally different tone Mm -hmm. that made it seem a different sort of way, you know? Um, so I, I just said like, Hey, you know, you, that this teacher saw the video and it hurt her feelings. And I think that you need to apologize. And she did take the video down. Um, but she also explained that she sees that type of video on social media a lot. And she didn't mean for it to be about my studio or about our studio, but she meant for it to just be a parody of strict dance teachers in general. Which, I mean, I guess, but she did show it to me. So I did get to see it. And I was like, yeah, I can see how that's what you intended, but it definitely didn't come across that way. So, um, so we had this long meeting. It was like an hour and a half long. And at some point she asked to speak with me without her mom in the room. And her mom was like, sure, you're 18. That's fine. And she kind of just unloaded on me about a lot of different things going on in her life and different anxiety triggers that she has. And I feel like she and I got another level of closeness where, um, to where she knows that I'm looking out for her best interests and I'm not just attacking her for her behavior. Um, so that, 
that went really well. And then she actually, I also made it very clear for her, like, I do not want this conversation to add more to your anxiety, which I know that you struggle with. This is not my intent. My intent is to help you become a better dancer, a better student, a better classmate so that everyone here can have a good experience. Um, and she was very, she was very grateful for the conversation at the end of it. And, um, and then the following week we had a meeting with just me and the student and the other teacher who had been having some friction with her. Um, and that went really well as well, because the student was able to say to the teacher, um, you know, I really respect you. I think that you're amazing. I never, you know, meant to disparage you in any way. I apologize for that. And, you know, you're a very important figure in my life and, you know, all these things, all these things. So I think that when these issues were first brought to my attention by her classmates and by some of the teachers, it was very, it wasn't a a complete surprise because I, I know this student and I know she's kind of a lot to handle. Um, but I also tried to see her perspective on things and understand her mentality of where she was coming from. And I know that it's all based in anxiety. Um, Mm -hmm. and so I was able to approach it from a way of like, listen, I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to better serve our entire community by helping you be a better dancer and a better and a better student and a better classmate. So that's the way that I approached it. How do you know when it's appropriate to send an email and when it's appropriate to have a meeting? That's a really good question. I think, yeah, I think that if it, if you can imagine, if if it's like, here's my decision and the decision is done, then it's an email. If it's a, if it needs to be a back and forth at all, then it's a conversation because I needed to hear from the student and from the parent about what their experience is like. Because if, if she, if she truly felt that our teachers are strict and our teachers are harsh and our teachers are mean, I need to know that, Mm -hmm. you know, because then we need to make some adjustments because that's not the kind of environment that I want at my studio. So you know, I definitely wanted it to be a conversation, not just me telling the student, Hey, you need to fix your behavior, you know? Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah. And if it's something really cut and dry, if it's cut like, and dry, then it can be an email. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I do like the, um, the idea of having a paper trail so that mm-hmm. you can go back and, um, you know, if it comes up again, you can be like, remember we I, had talked about this. So I wonder if it's also a good idea in some instances, if you do have a meeting to follow up with an email. Follow up with an email. Yes, absolutely. I say, hey, I'm so glad we got to sit down together and just to, you know. Just to reiterate what we discussed. Here are the main points. Here's what I'm going to do. Here's what you're going to do. Here's what the dancer is going to do. And then, and then that way it's all in writing and there's a, there's a record of it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a great tip. Yeah, definitely. But I think that the most important thing is to um, try to take the emotion out of it. Mm -hmm. And I like what you said, which is to try to um, figure out what the intent was Mm -hmm. from the the person who is, you know, either did something inappropriate or find out what that person's intent was, because if they did not intend to mock the studio in this case or whatever, 
um, or hurt the other children, uh, teenagers in the class, then that changes everything. It's not a deliberate, malicious act. Right. It's now something completely different. So you don't want to react to it as if it was a deliberate, malicious act, like somebody kicked over the trash can <laughs> and insulted everybody on the way. Like that's a deliberate, malicious act, right? So um, that's that's really good too. And, and a yeah. lot of times, you know, I know that studio owners and teachers need to vent and that's what mm-hmm. those um, message boards are about. Um, but those of us who give advice, I, I sometimes see people giving advice. It's like, tell her how it is. Like, tell her there's the, the door and it's my way or the highway. Right. And, I, and I, I think that if you are reading that, I mean, it's like going to your best friend after a breakup and you're like, oh my God, I broke up with my heart broken. And she's like, he was a jerk anyway. And like that sometimes feels good. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if it's really good advice. Right. Sometimes it feels good to just lament and to fantasize about how you're going to tell somebody off, but that's not really good business advice to be exactly. Yeah. So dish the dirt a little bit, but then step back. Yes. Vent in the DSO Connect community group. (laughs) (laughs) Or in that big giant group and keep all your positivity over here in DSO Connect. Right, Um, right, right. (laughs) But yeah, keep it, keep it professional. And I think at the end of the day, like I said earlier, I remember the issues that I was struggling with this time last year and this time in 2020. Mm -hmm. And Thank God I did my best to do the right thing in all the circumstances. So I don't have regrets. It's not like, well, I could have handled that better. And now I'm embarrassed to see this person around town Mm -hmm. or I wonder what they're saying about me and how I handled that, you know, and people are always going to talk about the way you handle something, especially if they didn't get their way. They didn't get what they wanted. Right. But when they're dishing the dirt to someone else who's sensible, they're going to, they're going to see, you know, well, that business handled it properly. Mm -hmm. That business handled it properly. And maybe my friend was a little out of line, you know, I think just do the right thing. That's all you can do. Right. Exactly. All right. Well, you want to share your heart happy moment, Robin? Um, Well, I think I said at the beginning that, you know, we had uh, Alex and Bella come down and um, I'm really excited about their little budding relationship. It's funny because Alex was dating a girl that didn't really mesh with my family. And so he didn't always come around like he did, but like he'd come for family dinner and then he'd be like, okay, I gotta go because she wants to go or you know, whatever. And then, but with Bella, she was my girl. She grew up at my studio. Right. And um, so she and I have a relationship and Alex wants to go fishing and Bella and I are in the hot tub and we are like (laughs) all night long. And I'm like, and Alex is like, this is great because, you know, I know that she's welcome in my family and Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. So that just feels really good. And All three of my sons are dating dancers. The dream. Can you believe it? (laughs) That's amazing. I wanted daughters. I got sons. I so I put them all in dance, which they did like troopers until they're about eight, and then moved to music. And um, they appreciate dance. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because they will say, um, like Brendan, my youngest, is his girlfriend just did YGP in Orlando. And like two weeks ago did YGP in Denver. And I was like, you need to live stream it. 
You need to watch it. Mm-hmm. You need to comment about, you know, like support her, like cheer her on, whatever. And I was like, if you want, I can tell you like some things to say. <laughs> like you need to go deeper in your plie before the potter shop. <laughs> So I was feeding him like some little like things to say. And she looked at him and she's like, your mother told you to say that. <laughs> and she was like, I appreciate that you're trying to like speak baseball lingo or ballet lingo. You know? Oh my God. That's so sweet. Anyway, what's your heart? Happy moment. Um, I think it was just having time with my staff this weekend and, and sharing the experience of the Lion King with them. And we, you know, got a a nice group photo together after the show. And it was just, it was just so lovely. And then having our staff meeting where everybody was like really engaged and it didn't feel like, it didn't feel like anybody didn't want to be there. Good. Everybody was like on board and excited about what we were talking about. So that that was so good. Especially since last year, everyone was just like, I, I felt like last year, a lot of people were just hanging on by a thread. Yes. Like putting in the minimal amount of effort, mm-hmm. like, you know, like they would rather just stay under the covers and not go out in the world. And now yeah. you're saying that you're sensing like this revitalization of yes. energy and that's yes. very hopeful. It is. And it got me excited and energized and motivated for all the things we have coming up. So yeah, yeah. it's exciting. It just goes to show you got to ride the downs to get to the ups. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you everybody for listening. Uh, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. If you're not a member of the DSO Connect community group on Facebook, just search for DSO Connect community, answer the questions to join. We can't wait to meet you. Um, and then also we have our retreat this year, which is June 27th through 29th in Phoenix, Arizona, go to dancestudioownerconnect.com for more information and to sign up. We have very limited slots, so don't wait. It's going to be a great time. Super exclusive. Super exclusive. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thank you for Robin for being with us and we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.